Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and I want to thank you so much for joining me. We are going to be talking about a very important topic called Eye Floaters, Everything You Need to Know. These are fond in the vitreous humor, but if you have them, they are not so humorous. In fact, people have committed suicide because of the devastating side effect of these floaters. We're going to be talking about where are these floaters located, what causes them, how to prevent them, why surgery is not the best idea, and we're going to go into detail about alternative treatments that can help. Uh, not only nutrition, the right vitamin formulas, can homeopathy help, microcurrent, light therapy, etc. Now, this is really a big problem. Um, I recently got a call from an eye doctor who belonged to uh, two Facebook groups that are very active. And uh, I, the one group is called Eye Floaters Demand a Cure, and the second is Eye Floaters Global Forum. And I just like to read the intro uh, to both of these forums. It goes, who are we? We are sufferers, activists, supporters who are determined to unite and find a safe cure for the degenerative vitreous syndrome, commonly known as eye floaters. Why? DVS, degenerative vitreous syndrome, is described as a spontaneous occurrence of vitreous opacities that substantially interfere with activities of daily living. Unfortunately, to date, the medical community has treated floaters as a benign condition and a normal part of aging. However, DVS affects people of all ages, and the condition is far from benign because it has an extremely detrimental impact on many areas of their lives. To date, there has been no interest from the medical community to carry out research for a safe cure of this condition. Patients are offered risky procedures such as YAG laser vitrectomy, and these have led to permanent complications with vision loss in people who have opted for these treatments. So this is a big problem. Now, I'd like to begin by talking about two conditions. And um, the reason why I'm going to be talking about these two conditions is to try to give you some insight as to why these floaters can be so devastating. These two conditions are one is synchesis scintillans. Now, this is a fancy medical name for a condition where the liquid vitreous humor has an accumulation of a lot of cholesterol crystals. In fact, it is so severe that as an eye doctor, when I look into the eye, I can't even see the back of the eye. The eye is just filled with these little crystals. There's another condition called asteroid hyalosis. And this condition also, there is an accumulation of these cholesterol crystals. In fact, it is so severe that uh, people describe it as one of those little Christmas balls that you, that you shake a little glass ball, and, you know, all the snow comes down. That's what it looks like inside the eye. Now, this is the, this is the bizarre thing. 
and just, you know, hold on there and, and, and hear me out. I, as an eye doctor, I try to look inside the eye and I can't see through this. This is like a, a cloudy mess of all these crystals. But this is the really bizarre thing. These people, these patients, have no visual complaints. I can't believe it. How in the world can they see out of this mess with all these floaters? So the reason why I'm making this point is I think that I see patients that I look inside the eye and it is as clear as a whistle. There's nothing there. But yet they're complaining of severe limitation of floaters and debris that are blocking their vision. And on the other hand, I see people that are, their eyes just filled with junk and they have no visual complaints. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I think there's more to this condition than um, uh, what we see inside the eye. So I do think there is a um, emotional component, a neurological component that maybe ophthalmologists are overlooking. Um, this uh, kind of was crystallized for me while I was preparing for this presentation. Um, I got a phone call. Uh, uh, a patient wanted to consult with me for a severe onset of floaters that was um, very, very debilitating. In fact, this person was a medical doctor, and uh, she could no longer work because of this severe condition. So when I was uh, taking the case and trying to find out what was going on, indeed she had the floaters, but there was a lot of emotional components associated with it. Uh, you know, a lot of stress at work. She wasn't happy with her job. There was family issues. And, you know, as a homeopathic doctor, and I want to underline this, we not only treat the physical problem, uh, the floaters, but we also treat the whole person. So I uh, prescribed uh, not only some nutritional supplements and dietary changes uh, and some vitamins, but the key was prescribing a homeopathic remedy, which treated kind of the emotional undertone. And I was very, I was quite surprised because a couple of weeks later, all of the floaters have uh, disappeared and, and she had no visual limitation. So let's uh, dig into this. Uh, we're going to try to help you understand, um, you know, what these floaters are and what you can do to prevent them, to treat them, and to get rid of them. So first we have to look at the vitreous body. And the vitreous body is a clear gel that fills the eye. And this gel is between the lens of the eye. The lens is the front part of the eye, a little magnifying glass. And it extends back into the area of the, ret uh, the retina. So it goes between the lens and the retina. And this is a, a clear, transparent, gelatinous mass that um, usually stays in place. But as we get older, uh, the vitreous jelly tends to shrink. And as it shrinks, it pulls away from the back of the eye. And this is very common. People get a sudden onset of floaters and flashes, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, but there are other factors that can cause these floaters, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's talk about, you know, these floaters. Um, they can be black or gray dots. They can be squiggly lines. They can be thread-like strands, which almost look like a little worm that's moving around. They can be cobwebs or rings. 
And uh, once you get them, they can be quite annoying. And, you know, most eye doctors will tell you, well, it's just a normal part of aging. Uh, You'll get used to it. And they really don't offer any treatment. Now, the key I think that you really have to uh, try to figure out is, are they floaters or maybe are they uh, macular degeneration or glaucoma? Now, the big difference is floaters will move or float. So as you move your eye, these floaters will move around depending on the direction of torque of the eyeball. If you look to the left, they may go to the right, they may go to the left, they may go up, or they may go down. If you have macular degeneration, you can get a black spot or a gray spot, but that spot tends to be fixed. In other words, it doesn't move. If you move to the left, that spot's going to be right there in the center. If you move to the right, it's still going to be in the center. And typically with glaucoma, you can get some uh, shady areas or gray areas or black areas, but once again, it tends to be in the same location. It's either above or below. So I think it's important that you make this uh, uh, differential so you know exactly if you have floaters or some other serious problem. And let me say that if you do have a, a sudden onset of floaters or any type of visual complaint, you do need to see an eye doctor either an optometrist or an ophthalmologist. You need to see an eye specialist so they can dilate the eye and look inside the eye and find out exactly what is going on inside the eye because there are some serious conditions that can cause floaters. They're rare, but if you have them, they can be successfully treated quickly to eliminate the floaters. So, and the other thing is, uh, I don't want this presentation to be any substitute for medical advice. I'm uh, giving you some great information that I hope you can understand your floaters that help maybe can guide you in the right direction, but you should be under the care of an eye specialist uh, because, you know, our vision is precious and, you know, if you do have a a devastating eye condition that is neglected, um, you know, there's so many things that can't be successfully treated with modern ophthalmology. So we're coming up to a break right now and I want to thank you for tuning in. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about what exactly causes these floaters. So we'll be right back after this break. Okay, we're back. So let's talk a little bit about what causes these uh, floaters. Well, floaters are small flecks of a protein called collagen. And they're part of the gel-like substance in the back of the eye called the vitreous. So as you age... And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The clock is ticking. These protein fibers that make up the vitreous or that jelly shrink into little shreds that uh, clump together. And when they do clump together, they produce a shadow that uh, falls on your retina or the back of the eye. So that's why sometimes floaters are a lot worse in bright lights or uh, different lighting conditions. Now, So, the most common cause of floaters is something called a vitreous detachment. I mentioned earlier that as we age, this vitreous jelly begins to shrink and it'll pull away from the back of the eye. And when it pulls away from the back of the eye, uh, you essentially see the back of that vitreous jelly. So, there can be a cobweb or thousands of floaters. So, this is probably the most common 
cause. It's called a vitreous detachment. Now, I'm not talking about a retinal detachment. This is a vitreous detachment where the vitreous separates. Although sometimes when this vitreous separates, it can pull on the retina and it can cause a retinal detachment. Now, I don't want you folks out there listening get nervous and scared and think that, my goodness, uh, I have a retinal detachment. A retinal detachment is rare. Um, you know, the vitreous detachment is very common. In fact, if you take your age, let's say you're 50, there's a 50% chance you'll have a vitreous detachment. If you live to 100, you'll have a 100% chance of having a vitreous detachment. A retinal detachment is much rare. A retinal detachment occurs in about one out of every 10,000 people. But it is important that if you have this sudden onset of a vitreous detachment, that you are evaluated by an eye specialist. So he can make sure that that retina is in good shape and you're not having anything uh, damaged to the retina. Now, floaters can result from any type of eye disease, an inflammatory eye disease, such as inflammation of the retina called retinitis or inflammation of the blood supply of the eye called uveitis or iritis. The vitreous also has an element called macrophages, and these macrophages kind of digest and gobble up inflammatory elements um, like uh, parasites, bacteria, viruses, uh, etc. So if you do have inflammation, there can be an accumulation of these macrophages or debris in the eye. Uh, also, any type of eye injury, either recent or uh, an eye injury many years ago, can result in vitreous floaters. Also, diabetic retinopathy. Those of you that are listening that have diabetes, uh, there can be leakage from some of the blood vessels, and this blood can accumulate in the vitreous jelly and cause floaters. Also, eye tumors. Eye tumors are rare, but um, they, they can occur, and this is why it is so important that if you have a recent onset of these uh, vitreous floaters, that you do have you know, some type of evaluation. Now, there are some serious eye disorders that we have to look at, and as I mentioned, a detached retina or a torn retina. These are serious conditions, and uh, most likely they need some type of surgical treatment. As I mentioned, when that vitreous jelly pulls away from the back of the eye, it can cause a detached retina. A detached retina, if untreated, will lead to blindness, bleeding in the back of the eye, either from an injury, diabetes, or a stroke. So this is something that needs to be evaluated. There's another condition uh, called a ocular migraine or a migraine headache. Sometimes these migraine headaches can be triggered by flashes of light and floaters. In fact, you can have a, an ocular migraine without any headache. It can be really bizarre. And I've had them in the past where all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I see all these little floaters and, and lights coming out of one eye and it kind of progresses, it gets worse, and then it just mysteriously disappears. It's called an ocular migraine. But you do need to be evaluated. Usually these conditions are benign. So as I mentioned, that it is important to be evaluated by the eye doctor, especially if you have a sudden increase in the number of floaters, if you have flashes of light 
or a sudden loss of sight, vision, and of course if you have eye pain. Now, let's talk a little bit about some things that you can do to maybe uh, treat these floaters. Um, you know, anytime I see somebody with a floater, I always ask them, when did the floaters occur? What was going on in your life? That can give some insight. You know, I'm a big advocate that I feel that stress is a big problem. All of us are under stress, and stress is a contributing factor, I believe, for, uh, for all eye disease. So what was going on around the time that you developed these uh, floaters? And also, I like to kind of inquire as to what are these floaters doing to you? Um, I like to listen to the patient and how they describe. If they say, these floaters are annoying, these floaters are destroying my life, whatever word they use, then I kind of ask them, what is going on in your life that has or producing this same effect? So if these floaters are annoying, then maybe there's just little things in your life that are annoying. I, I believe that the eye is kind of like a a microcosm of the macrocosm. The eye represents what's going on in your life. So sometimes it can be very helpful to look at these underlying problems. And of course, as a homeopathic doctor, these underlying conditions and states help us lead or lead us to uh, the right homeopathic remedy that can correct this disturbance. Also, we need to look at diet and your nutritional state, and more importantly, uh, consider if you need some type of detoxification. I do feel that one of the major problems with development of floaters is due to accumulations of toxins in the body. And of course, these toxins can accumulate by the poor food that we're eating or by the accumulation of toxins such as heavy metals. And I do recommend that Everyone who has heavy metals, they undergo and get a six-hour urine test for heavy metals. Uh, many people that I see with eye problems do have elevated lead and mercury. Number one, we have to find out if you have it. And then the second thing is we got to find out where it came from. So lead is in our environment. Those of us that uh, grew up in the 60s and 70s, um, we had leaded gasoline, leaded paint, leaded pencils. We were exposed to the lead. Lead is extremely toxic, produces a toxic load on the body, and uh, produces inflammation, which can lead to the vitreous uh, floaters, like, uh, and also the mercury. So why, why the six-hour urine test? Well, you could be dying of lead or mercury poisoning, and your urine and blood will be normal. Because the lead and mercury, it goes into your bone, your eye, your brain, and your fat. So you do need to take a chelating agent. And these are a couple pills that kind of draws out the heavy metals. And if you do have elevated heavy metals uh, with the result of this urine test, then they've got to be treated. And I'm a big advocate of some type of chelation treatment. Um, and the most common way of using this is EDTA chelation ethylene, diamine, tetraacetic acid. It's a big molecule that kind of binds these heavy metals and takes them out of the body. 
if you have elevated mercury, then you got to look at dental amalgams. And sometimes a dental issue can be the source of the vitreous floaters. If you have a cavitation or infection or a root canal and you have vitreous floaters on one side and you have that dental issue on the other side, then there's a good chance that that's the cause of the floaters. In fact, sometimes I joke with patients, if you have an eye problem, you shouldn't see the eye doctor, you should see your dentist. So detoxification is uh, really, really important. And those of you that do have vitreous floaters, you need to get your heavy metals checked. Um, you know, give our office a call. We can help you with that. 800-430-9328. That's 800-430-9328. Or go to our website for more information, healingtheeye.com. That's all one, all one word, healing, the, T-H-E-E-Y-E. Com. Okay, we're coming up to another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some specific nutritional supplements that might help this condition. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, and we're talking about eye floaters, everything you need to know. Uh, they are fine in the vitreous humor, but if you have them, they are not very humorous. So let's talk about nutrition. You know, I'm a really big advocate of you are what you eat, and food is our best medicine. Uh, sometimes I think we're deceiving ourselves if we can take a nutritional or vitamin supplement and expect a miracle cure. Everything begins with the food that we consume. So I'm a big advocate of organic raw food, eliminate food that has pesticides and preservatives, eliminate the genetically modified food. Thomas Edison said that the doctor of the future would not prescribe any medications, but instead advise the patient on proper diet. So I'm a big advocate. And in fact, uh, most of my book, The Ten Essentials to Save Your Sight, relates to exactly what you need to begin putting into your body. And I'd like to offer all of you that are listening to this show, you can have a complimentary copy of my book. Just go to my website, www.healingtheeye.com. That's all one word, healingtheeye.com, and download a copy of the book. And I joke with my patients, read it while you can. It's a lot of good information on how you can save your vision. And I believe if you follow a lot of the things in this book, you can reverse your floaters. So let's talk about some specific nutritional supplements which might help in regards to floaters. Well, if the floater is caused by a problem in the vitreous jelly and the vitreous jelly is a collagen material, anything we can do to strengthen that collagen should help the vitreous. So uh, a couple of items. Number one is hyaluronic acid. And this is a large molecule found in the vitreous jelly and it's believed to contribute to the gel-like quality and supports the connective tissue. So as we age, the amount of hyaluron or hyaluronic acid in the body decreases. So this is probably a good nutritional supplement to consider, hyaluronic acid. Also, glucosamine sulfate. Uh, glucosamine sulfate helps maintain the connective tissue integrity. So we know some of these floaters are caused by disintegration of the connective tissue. And uh, if you are an individual and you have some joint problems, 
then I think that this may be related. The glucosamine is also a good nutritional supplement to strengthen the joint. So this is something else to consider. Now, a big one is vitamin C. Vitamin C is an extremely powerful antioxidant, and it helps support the collagen in our body. There is a condition called scurvy, which is related to a vitamin C deficiency, where you have a breakdown of the collagen. Now, unfortunately, scurvy is very rare in our country because people are obtaining um, small amounts of vitamin C. I mean, my goodness, they're even putting them in, in cereal and supplementing them in all sorts of food. But I believe that we're just not getting enough vitamin C. Um, uh, on my ranch, uh, we had some goats, and I discovered that a goat under stress can produce up to a hundred grams. You heard me right, a hundred grams of vitamin C under stress. Now, humans and guinea pigs are the only two mammals that cannot produce any vitamin C under stress. So, in other words, we need the vitamin C and we're not producing it. And most of us are taking a pathetically small amount of vitamin C, maybe a couple hundred milligrams a day in our fruit juice or a vitamin supplement. So, I think if you do have a... Um, uh, vitreous problem, and you have these floaters, consider taking a high dose of vitamin C, and I'm talking about maybe three to five grams of vitamin C a day. You have to be careful with the vitamin C because a lot of vitamin C is made from genetically modified corn. You want to avoid that vitamin C. Also, a lot of vitamin C is imported from China, and this is contaminated with heavy metals and toxins. So, you got to find a really good source of vitamin C. And getting back to vitamin C, there are some doctors, and I fall into that camp, that feel that cataracts and vitreous floaters and a lot of degenerative eye disorders are called a focal form of scurvy. So let me explain that. We don't see full-blown scurvy because we're getting enough vitamin C to prevent that. But because we're under stress and our body is increasing its demand for vitamin C, we don't have it there, we're forming a focal form of scurvy. And uh, some doctors feel that heart disease and periodontal disease, cataracts and vitreous floaters might be due to a focal form of scurvy. So increase the amount of your vitamin C. In fact, some alternative doctors will administer intravenous vitamin C. Uh, as much as 50 to 100 grams. I have given patients up to 100 grams IV of, of vitamin C. Also, vitamin C is a good chelating agent. Earlier, we talked about heavy metals. Well, vitamin C can help chelate or bind these heavy metals and eliminate them from the body. So it is a good nutritional supplement. The fourth one I want to talk about is vitamin D. There is an epidemic of vitamin D deficiency, and vitamin D deficiency has been linked to many chronic, chronic disorders, uh, macular degeneration, some types of cancer, and the reason why we have a vitamin D deficiency, we're just not getting enough sunlight, um, and I think ultraviolet light is essential for good health, but you have to be careful because too much of anything can be damaging to your body. Too much oxygen can kill you. Too much water can kill you. Oh, and speaking of water, 
That's another thing we have to look at. Remember, I took, we talked about how the vitreous jelly begins to shrink. Well, if you're dehydrated, your body begins to shrink. So increasing the amount of water that you consume can be very beneficial. Keeping yourself hydrated. When you become dehydrated, that vitreous jelly will shrink. Also, dehydration prevents your body from properly uh, detoxifying uh, and getting rid of those heavy metals or toxins. So the four nutritional ingredients to consider, hyaluronic acid, glucosamine, vitamin C, and vitamin D. So these are essential, essential. But I don't want you to, to neglect, you know, all the other trace minerals and essential ingredients that our body needs, all the essential amino acids, etc. But that would be a whole nother, another podcast on good nutrition. But you can't go wrong by consuming good, healthy food. Uh, organic, raw food, uh, colorful food will give you a colorful vision. Now I want to shift focus a little bit and talk about homeopathy. Some of my best success has occurred with homeopathy. And why is this so? Because homeopathy takes a completely different approach to treating disease. And the more you study homeopathy, the more you're going to understand that this is the way that medicine should be practiced. Homeopathy just doesn't treat one symptom. Yep, if you come into me and you tell me that you have a floater, I want to help your floaters, but I really want to help you. I want to find out what's going on in your life. What are some of the underlying causes? Maybe stress, maybe toxins in your body, maybe an emotional situation. We look at all these things. In addition, we look at um, other associated health issues, hypertension, diabetes, etc. Kind of put all this together and we treat the whole package. Homeopathy is based on the law of similars. And this law states that a substance which causes a problem will treat that condition in a disease state. So let me explain. So belladonna is a homeopathic medicine. If you take it, you're going to get a fever. So in homeopathy, if somebody comes in with a fever, we give them belladonna. Now you may think that's kind of strange. Uh, you're probably thinking it's going to make the condition worse. But it doesn't. It treats the underlying problem. When I suffered from adult onset asthma and almost died on two occasions, I took a homeopathic remedy which actually caused asthma. And this acted as a catalyst to help reversed my asthma and got me off all my medications. So when we're treating floaters, we're actually prescribing substances which can produce floaters, but it acts as a catalyst to help the body heal itself. So I would highly recommend you consider homeopathy. Maybe go to my website, read more about it, because it can be a powerful and effective way of reversing floaters. So we're coming up to another break in when we come back, we're going to be talking about two other treatments, microcurrent and light therapy. So we'll be right back after this break. Oh, welcome back. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condrad, and I hope I didn't confuse you with my discussion of homeopathy. And that's the problem with homeopathy. Sometimes it's easier to explain what homeopathy is not than what it is. Homeopathy is not nutrition, it's not vitamin therapy, it's a whole unique approach of looking at disease. 
And homeopathy has existed for over 250 years, and I believe it has the true approach to not only treating but curing disease. Um, and, you know, if you believe the body has a wisdom, and if the body produces symptoms, then these symptoms are necessary. Why are they necessary? Well, to produce a homeostasis or balance. So when you develop floaters, your body needs to do that for whatever reason to have a balance. So in other words, let's help the body um, maintain that balance. So we give it a homeopathic substance which produces those same symptoms. And interesting, it has the tendency of actually curing the problem. So it's a different way of looking disease. For example, if you have diarrhea, the traditional medical doctor will give you something which causes constipation, treats with opposites. So um, the homeopathic doctor will actually give you something which causes diarrhea. Now you may say, I don't want to take that. That's going to make it the whole thing worse. Nope. In fact, if the body wants to have the diarrhea, then let's help it. And that's the way homeopathy works. So we actually give you substances which um, can cause floaters, and the net result is that they cure floaters. So hopefully you're not confused, and hopefully you're still with me. But we have developed a homeopathic floater formula. These are pellets that you take under your tongue, and they help reduce the floaters. And this is based on homeopathic principles. So if you're interested, then give the office a call or go to my website. We can give you more information on this homeopathic floater formula. The number in the office is 800-430-9328. And the website is healingthei.com. So go there, download my book, sign up for my newsletter, and do email us if you have any questions. Um, my goal is to help you with whatever vision problem you have, especially these nasty floaters. Now we're going to shift gears here, and we're going to talk about two treatments that I think can be extremely effective, and that is microcurrent. Microcurrent is the use of a very low level of an electrical current with a specific frequency. Microcurrent has been used since the 1960s to treat many, many disorders. Um, it began by a treatment for musculoskeletal problems, but then doctors discovered it can help neurological conditions, and I've been using it for the treatment of eye disorders for the past 15 years. It's been a really big part of my practice. So what does microcurrent do? Well, microcurrent reduces inflammation. And I think you probably understand now that a, a key cause of uh, these vitreous floaters can be inflammation. So microcurrent will reduce the inflammation. Also, microcurrent stimulates cellular activity. I'm talking about good at, uh, cellular activity. You know, cells that help detoxify the body, cells that help hold that collagen together. Uh, there was a study that was published in the Journal of Orthopedic Research that showed that low levels of microcurrent can dramatically increase cellular activity by as much as 500%. So you're talking about quite a bit of activity to stimulate regeneration and healing. But it is important that this study showed that it was low levels of microcurrent, extremely low levels. So we're talking about a millionth of an amp. Don't be misled. You can buy some microcurrent equipment 
that are called TENS machines, and they deliver a very, very high current. And this high current actually decreases cellular activity. This high current may be good for painful conditions, reducing pain, but in terms of regeneration, it can cause problems. So we uh, mainly prescribe microcurrent with a very, very low current. Also, microcurrent can be very valuable for detoxification, um, helping to remove the toxins from the eye. The application of microcurrent is uh, very simple. We do have programs that the low-level current is administered into the eye, helping to reduce inflammation, stimulating cellular activity, and helping to detoxify the eye. So uh, if you are interested in microcurrent as a treatment modality, uh, contact the office and we can give you more information. But I tell all people that are interested in helping their vision problem, you know, you got to begin with the basics. You got to reduce the stress. You got to look at your diet. You got to detoxify your body. You got to take the right nutritional supplements. You just can't jump right into microcurrent. You got to do all the underlying treatments before microcurrent will work effectively. Another thing you need to consider is proper minerals. Zinc deficiency is very common. In fact, microcurrent will not work that effectively if you're deficient in zinc. So I think you do need to look at proper mineral supplements, which are essential. Now, I want to shift a little bit and talk about um, light therapy. Light therapy is something that works very well with microcurrent. And some of you may be saying, well, wait a minute now, Dr. Kondrat, you're, you're kind of going overboard. What do you mean by light therapy? Well, there's an organization called the College of Syntonic Optometry. And they've been using light therapy, believe it or not, for the last 80 years in treating different eye disorders. Now, the really nice thing about the eye is that everything is transparent. When you look at a certain frequency of light, it goes directly into the eye. And doctors have discovered that there are certain frequencies of light that help detoxify the body and help regenerate. It's called syntonic optometry. It's syntonic light therapy. That's S-Y-N-T-O-N-I-C. And this can be a very valuable method for help reducing those nasty little floaters that are in your eyes. So normally what I do is I'll do a combination of microcurrent and light therapy to help reduce the floaters. So we're coming to an end of this uh, uh, presentation, and I hope I've given you some really valuable information don't despair if you have these floaters. There are many things that can be done to help reduce the floaters. And don't be misled. Don't jump into surgery. Surgery can cause a lot of problems. There is one operation called a YAG procedure where they use a specialized laser to break up the floaters. So you may take a large floater and essentially you're breaking it up into four or five smaller ones. You still got the floaters. There's another procedure called a vitrectomy where they remove the vitreous jelly. And that is kind of scary because typically after this procedure, you will have a lot of inflammation and you're very likely that you're going to be developing a cataract, which you'll need another operation. So, you know, I really want to help you. Um, the next step would be go to my website and download my book.
the 10 essentials to save your sight. Go to healing, the I, healing, the T-H-E-E-Y-E dot com. Download my book. If you do have any questions, uh, email us at info at healing the eye. Um, begin by uh, re- reflecting on when you developed the floaters, what was going on in your life, what are the stresses in your life. Begin to help reduce the stress. And one of the best ways to reduce stress is meditation, relaxation, exercise, prayer, positive in, uh, affirmations, all these things can help. Um, uh, look at detoxifying your body. And of course, the best way to detoxify your body is making sure you're putting good things into your body, putting good food into your body. And then maybe look at uh, some type of um, urine testing to see if you have heavy metals. Then begin some nutritional supplements like the glucosamine, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, vitamin D. Uh, uh, Explore homeopathy and also consider microcurrent and light therapy. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you do understand a little bit more about eye floaters and you do have the information that you can take the next step to help reduce the floaters and help improve the quality of your life. So this is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, wishing you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.